0: In this episode, I'm answering questions from you, the listeners of The Private Labeler Show. Hello, and welcome to The Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Well, hello there, people out there in podcast land. How the heck is your day going? Hopefully, you are having one for the ages, an all-timer today. So thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you, as always. So welcome to episode number 65, that's 6-5, of the Private Labeler Show. Again, where we're helping all of your dreams and fantasies come to reality. Yes, we are. So um, we're going to jump into some questions that uh, you guys, the listeners, have. So I pulled up a few questions from the Facebook group and I thought, you know what? These are common questions that I see everywhere and I thought I would address them. So I'm going to get to that in just a second. Um, some of you guys ask them where I've been or why I'm not, haven't been posting a lot of content lately or shows. Uh, it's just because I've been extremely busy. Uh, just signed a, signed a lease on a property yesterday and did some traveling and then been super busy launching a bunch of new products. So that's been kind of keeping me up at night dealing with this and that and putting out fires and you know all this and stuff associated with it. So trying to grow the business, keeping busy with that, and um, trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I thought it would take a few moments out of the day and just cut an episode here just to say hello and to share a little bit of information. Um, actually, um, I'm going to be headed off to Las Vegas in a few days to the ASD show or conference or whatever you want to call it. So if any of you guys are going to be there, I know that the Prosper show is going on there. Um, Some of you guys might be headed to that as well for the Amazon private label sellers. If you're headed to any of that, any of the shenanigans in Las Vegas this coming weekend or next week, let me know. I know a few of you guys in the Facebook group kind of mentioned that you're going to be there. So it'd be pretty cool if we could bump into each other, shake hands and say hello. Uh, Yeah, so hit me up on that. Join in the Join up in the Facebook group if, if you're going to that and just reach out to me. So you can get in the Facebook group by going to privatelablershow.com forward slash FB or just use the fancy search bar option in Facebook to find the, the Facebook group there. So, all right, so let's get to it. So I got a couple questions that I want to answer that I think are really relevant to a lot of you guys listening out there. So a lot of you guys listening, maybe you haven't even launched the first product yet. You're kind of in that early stages of... That freak out mode of an excitement where you you want to get that product launch, but you have some questions. So a few weeks back, I I posted in the Facebook group, if anybody had any questions that they wanted asked or answered on the show, that they could do that. And I'm going to answer one of them. And the other question is just something that I pulled recently that I think is relevant. So um, the first question comes from Jameis, I think it is, J-A-M-O-U-S. So hopefully I'm saying that right. And the question is, the Alibaba supplier is asking for the sample payment through PayPal, but the PayPal email they provided has nothing to do with the factory's name or web address. And he says, um, I know that you can probably dispute the transaction through PayPal, but do you believe that this is a common business practice when it comes to samples payment? Um, You know, it's kind of funny, uh, with, with PayPal, I I think you're probably okay in this case, but you got to ask yourself, has everything been good up to this point? Like, has the conversation been good? The communication been good? Is there anything that seems a little bit off at all? Uh, then, then maybe you want to be a little bit, not nervous, but just, you know, suspicious. But I think if everything was good and everything was okay, there were no signs of weirdness. I'm going to say that you're probably okay here. Uh, maybe you want to ask them like, Hey, the, um, you know, your 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 address here for PayPal isn't matching up to anything. What's going on with that? And there's probably a good reason for that. So not everything matches up. In fact, one of my suppliers that I deal with on a regular basis, they don't even have a PayPal. They don't even have that. So if I wanna send them a couple of bucks and not do it through a wire transfer, I have to do it through Western Union. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Even though I tell them you should you yeah, should really get a PayPal, it's you know, it's kind of time. Uh, they just don't for whatever reason. So I don't think I would read into this too much, but and you're right, PayPal should have some sort of protections there for you. Um, so I re- wouldn't really worry about this, but I know that's easier said than done. So in fact, I think the first time I ever sent money for a sample through PayPal way back when, you know, I was a little bit nervous and I trusted them up to that point, but i I really was just like, ah are they are they're gonna steal like, my 80 bucks or whatever it was hundred bucks. And I was just like, they better not. And <laughs> so, uh, it all turned out. Okay. So again, if you haven't had any signs of weirdness or whatever, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, but again, just ask them and you should probably be okay. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question. Maybe report back to us, let us know how everything went, hopefully everything is great and apologize for not answering the question a little quicker from when you posted it. Like I said, it just been terribly busy lately. Okay. So moving on to the second question, this one comes from Danielle directly from the Facebook group, just a standard question that was posted in there. And I felt like, yeah, I should probably uh, address this actually on the podcast as well. So uh, Daniel doesn't know I'm doing this, so hopefully it's okay. But um, Danielle says, or asks, says, Hey guys, I'm new here. And just getting into researching private labeling and FBA before I really dive into it and invest my money. And uh, Daniel's got a question that says basically um, before uh, getting into private labeling and FBA said that people seem to jump into like Amazon for like retail arbitrage and reselling and things like that. And becoming good at that before moving into the actual private labeling stuff. And um, Daniel wants to know, you know, should she start with that process? of arbitrage or just go straight into private labeling, uh, which is best and easiest for like a a beginner to kind of get going with. And also states that uh, she doesn't have a lot of money to invest and kind of what's the route to go, like what advice for a newcomer. So your your, uh, situation is very common where people are, they see reselling or arbitrage and then they also see private labeling, like which one's best for them. They have no knowledge or skill in each one of them. And also you're coming at it from a, Hey, I I have a little bit of money, but I don't maybe have enough money to really feel comfortable, um, going at private labeling right away. So what's, what's the route I should go. So I'm going to share with you just kind of my general overview and take on this. So hopefully some of you guys find this beneficial because I often see it where people want to get involved in private labeling and they have very little money and they come at it from a position of weakness where once you come at it, like if you want to start private labeling, you don't have a lot of money. Um, that's where you start cutting corners. That's where you say, oh, I don't have enough money to get an inspection or I don't have enough money to get good pictures taken or I don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden you're launching a product and you're not really putting your best uh, foot forward and therefore almost setting yourself up for kind of some failure. And then you might get discouraged and things like that. So Um, Not to say that you would be or anybody all all the time would be um, setting themselves up for failure if they don't come at it with enough money. But in my opinion, it's always best to really make sure that you have all the funds available to do it right. Okay, and again, that might be easier said than done. So by no means do you have to do reselling or arbitrage first or anything like that. Um, It does maybe give you a little bit of experience and a little bit of boost of confidence if you can kind of start just reselling a few things on Amazon or even you know, eBay and stuff like that. So there's that approach to it. But if you want to start private labeling, I would say don't put it off any longer than you have to. And if money is the issue, here are, here are some quick ways you can generate money. So that way you can take that money and invest it into all your inventory and stuff like that. And I've talked about this before. I did a podcast episode with Steve Reagan on this. So I'll probably link that up. But um, what what I would do if, if, if I had, let's say I had a, you know, and I needed at least three grand or something like that to kind of get off and running with the product that I want What I would probably do if I had no experience or whatever is I would first look at the things around my house that I could resell Maybe not on Amazon or maybe it's just Facebook marketplace as an example That's a cool easy way to make some quick money And um, I could also look at you know eBay and things like that Like what around your house or your basement could you resell there's so much stuff that you're not even thinking about that's there. For an example, I just probably made like $500 reselling stuff through Facebook Marketplace the past few days, like stuff that I wasn't using that I thought, oh, I could you know, sell this stuff quickly and easily and invest that back into my business. So that's the first route I would go. If you don't have anything that you want to get rid of or part ways with and you're looking to generate some money, um, as I mentioned, I did this uh, podcast episode with Steve Raikin of Raikin Profits where he's a big reseller on Amazon and, and uh, eBay and things like that. So he kind of mentioned and gave the advice of, for people like yourself, to go to uh, rummage sales or garage sales. And again, it's, it's going to be springtime pretty soon. So some rummage sales going to be happening. Um, go to these rummage sales and just find products that you know that you could sell or resell on Amazon or eBay or whatever and make some money. Because it's going to give you the confidence and it's going to give you the drive that you're taking action and push you forward Okay, And you're going to make money so that you can take that money and, and put it in your you know, savings account or whatever so that when you're ready to jump, when you have enough money to actually commit to the, your first product and things like that. So I think uh, the example we were talking a lot about was reselling um, old college textbooks or just books in general and things like that. So there's a huge market for that. So maybe uh, a lot of you guys listening to this might be younger, maybe in your 20s, and you just got out of college or – Maybe a, a brother or sister just recently got out of college. I guarantee you they probably have a lot of textbooks that are just sitting around that you could be making money from. So books could be a quick way to. Uh, I don't know the rules on Amazon right now for books or anything like that. So don't don't uh, think that you can just start reselling books without any um, clearance or anything like that. I don't know. They might have some restrictions on that by now. Who knows? But that's just an idea that you could use and. Um, maybe you, at your parents' house in their basement, they have um, a bunch of cool stuff or a bunch of old college textbooks. Like as an example, I think my mom told me fairly recently, she's like, oh yeah, we just went to Goodwill and donated all this stuff and all these old college textbooks from uh, from one of my brothers and things like that. And uh, again, maybe you go to Goodwill and you find these types of things and then you can just resell them on Amazon or or eBay or somehow or some other website to start generating some income for your private label business. So that's something you can do uh, to kind of get you going. And I'll, I'll link that episode up just to kind of get you going. But the important thing is just to take action so that you can get yourself moving towards your goal. And if you want to do private label, Daniel, I don't think that, you know, getting, uh, going down the rabbit hole of like, you know, reselling and arbitrage is like something that you have to put a lot of time into like learning how to do. I mean, I think it's pretty easy just to kind of, uh, almost flip things and just make some money from garage sales. As I mentioned, or stuff lying around your house doesn't even have to be Amazon, as I mentioned. Use your, your Facebook app. There's the marketplace on there. There's a lot of people selling and buying things on there. So I think your, your goal should be to have enough money to be able to do private labeling right. Okay, I think private labeling for a lot of people, if you're listening to this, is probably the play you want to make. Okay, you're definitely right about getting some experience with arbitrage or whatever, and that, that's going to help. But I wouldn't really put off anything longer than you have to and start learning all about that world. And, and then all of a sudden, you got to learn all about private labeling. And I wouldn't mix that really any more than I had to, in my opinion. Okay. Not saying don't. I'm just saying, if you want to do private labeling, just figure out how to get the funds to do that. And maybe maybe you have a friend or family member that um, couldn't uh, you know, invest some money with you in your business idea or your product's idea. Who knows, right? I know it's kind of nerve-wracking to ask people that stuff, but you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? You know, how bad do you want to get started? So um, in my opinion, go all in on the private labeling. I think there's much better upside to that long term than anything else. So where you can build a real business or a real brand and um, yeah, kind of go from there. So hopefully that kind of answers your question. I know I could definitely go down a lot more, uh, you know, do's and don'ts when it comes to this, but like I said, I'll I'll just link up that episode. So if you do want to just start making, generating some quick cash, there's so many different ways of doing that with reselling and and as I mentioned, just like books as an example. So I'll link that up with that podcast episode with Steve Rake. And it was a, it was a pretty cool episode. So I was really excited about it. And like I said, it's a little bit older. So maybe you uh, haven't dug in you know, the archives or whatever to find it. So check that out. So that that about does it, guys. Um, just two questions. And if you guys got a, a question you want me to answer on a future podcast, you can go right to privatelabelershowcom forward slash ask. And if you want to, you can actually post a question through like a voice question or whatever, and I can play it on the show and things like that and, you know, whatever. So check that out if you want. If not, just post it in the Facebook group. It really all works the same. Um, also, too, uh, thank you to everybody that recently left reviews on iTunes. Uh, I think I'm up to a whopping 35 now, so I'm actually pretty excited about that. So I want to get up to 50. So if you guys are listening and you haven't left that review yet, please do me a huge solid. If you're on iTunes, cool. If you're on Stitcher, cool. If you're on Podbean, awesome, whatever you're on, uh, drop me a quick review and rating or whatever. Again, I would love you for that. I just want to get up to 50 iTunes reviews so I can feel like accomplished. and Maybe I'll give myself like a trophy or something like that or a participation ribbon or something or whatever. Just be kind of cool to, to get up there. So again, thank you to everybody that recently left reviews. So that about does it, guys. Um, Short and sweet. I will talk to you very soon. Take care.